Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 108 of the Poke Tower Podcast. That feels really good to say. Thank you guys for showing up on time. We do have a special live audience on YouTube today. If you want to check out the live podcast, come to YouTube, 7.30 Central, every Tuesday. We do it up. What's up, CT? What's up, Ivan? ATM, Eddie, Tony, what's up, guys? Thank you guys for showing up early and on time. Episode 108 of the Poke Tower podcast. If you're new here, we're a collectibles podcast. We teach you everything about Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Dragon Ball, Digimon, and others. Pretty much anything we want to collect. That's what we talk about. Alpha, what's up? Wow, we got a party today. You guys are all here early. Cool. Um, today, we got, we got a handful of things to talk about. We got some, some news. Um, not really drama, just you know, news. Things we need to talk about. Things um, that I think are, are hot right now. Um, you guys know how we do this. We, we always... We, we cover what we cover regardless. Um, and then sometimes you get some things that kind of flare up that you should probably talk about. So that's what we're going to do today. If you guys saw in the title, we're going to be talking about Ludkin's Collectibles. We're also going to be talking about some of the best modern cards to date. And some things that I noticed, some things that I'm seeing, and then maybe these will be things that you can kind of check out as you go. Um, so... I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad. I'm just going to, I want to put the numbers out there and, and we can make a decision like, hey, well, I think we're all seeing the same thing here. All right. So episode 108. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Yes, we're almost halfway through the month. It's already the 8th. Um, Chris, our Discord member, did bring up box break stuff this month, um, which I already said, hey, we're opening up some Digi Battle. So if you want to be a part of some epic Digi Battle Series 1, this is the one you want to do. Um, so that'll be really fun. We're not sure what else we're going to rip. We might rip into some Yu-Gi-Oh, get some ghost, ghost rare hunting, things like that. Uh, just depends uh, what you guys want to do. You guys let me know and we'll, we'll try and figure it out uh, in the next two, three weeks. Um, but there we go. Hopefully everyone's doing good. Uh, let's get started. The first thing we're going to talk about is some news today. If I'm missing anything, let me know. Uh, we're going to talk about some news today. This was uh, something that got pushed through on PSA's Instagram mm, maybe, what, a day or two ago? It was, it was very recently. Um, obviously, we covered the podcast on Tuesdays, so sometimes we're, you know, 24 hours behind. Uh, but it says, effective immediately, PSA is discontinuing its relationship with Ludkin's Collectibles. For a full statement, please visit psacard.com slash communication. Chris, what's up? So let's go ahead and check out the link and let's see what the heck is going on. Most of you probably know because most of you probably went on YouTube and saw people making videos about this. But let's just go over it anyways, right? All right. Here it is. PSA's recent updates. This is from November 4th. Oh, so this was actually, you know, three days ago, four days ago. Chase, what's up? Wow, we got a full house tonight. Thank you guys for showing up. Uh, Effective immediately. And this is to the UK, UK, PSA UK collectors. Effective immediately, PSA is discontinuing its relationship with Ludkins Collectibles. Ludkins. We've shared a lot of Ludkins 
stuff on this podcast. Remember, we used to do the Ludkins um, media for Digimon and stuff. And then I remember we pretty much stopped covering it when we had those shady Digimon cards that came out. Um, and they were graded by SGC. And I was like, this, this seems like an unfair price gouge. Like the, the seller must have paid money to get the cards advertised and be able to tell his story how rare they were, right? So that's when I remember we kind of stopped like doing the Ludkins stuff. But anyways, Ludkins is no longer an authorized PSA dealer or allowed to use the name PSA UK. Ludkins has failed to pay PSA for its services while PSA believes that Ludkins has already collected payment from its customers. Even though PSA has not been paid by Ludkins, all cards that have been received by PSA, last order received uh, September 28th of 2022, have been graded and are in PSA's possession. Furthermore, PSA offered to return the cards to Ludkins despite the lack of payment so that Ludkins could return the cards to their customers which unfortunately was met with resistance and further demands. <laughs> what kind of demands? What, what leverage do you have to do that? Uh, our focus is now determining a safe path to return these cards to the rifle owners without Ludkin's involvement. Eric, what's up? Unfortunately, Ludkin's has not shared any details with PSA on which cards belong to which customers. So PSA is currently unable to individually engage with Ludkin's customers to return their cards correctly. This is an absolute mess. I can already tell you right now. To return the cards to the correct customers in the safest way possible, PSA will move forward with a formal disposition process for all unpaid orders submitted from Ludkin's UK. Once complete, this disposition process will allow PSA to take legal possession of the cards and with the help of a third party, return them to the rifle owners. We will provide timing updates and future communications as our number one goal is to return the cards to their owners. PSA will not be asking Ludkin's customers to pay again. So this is good. PS, this, that's actually very good on PSA's end. So what they're saying is, we understand you paid Ludkin's collectibles for this middleman service. We're not going to charge you again. So PSA, they're just taking this one on the chin is what it sounds like. Looking ahead, we're making changes to increase the confidence in PSA and our dealer program to collectors. So Ludkins was a part of the dealer program, and we'll talk about that here in a second, uh, in the UK and around the globe. If you're a customer of Ludkins and believe that you have cards that have not been returned, use this Google form link. If we have any UK listeners and you got, you got jacked, go to psa.com slash communication, click the Google form link, okay? That's going to allow them to hopefully figure out where your cards are and, and how that's all working out, okay? <clears throat> so they're going to collect the information about returning your cards. Uh, for more information about PSA news and announcements, be sure to follow their social media, okay? <clears throat> so this this dealer program is is kind of different. It kind of transcends the word middleman. Um, so middleman would be like, these little guys you see in the U.S. that just, you know, they have a place like me and they're like, hey, send me your cards. I have an account. I will send your cards through my PSA account for a small charge, you know, an extra two, three dollars a card, whatever the case may be. I don't know because I don't do that crap because of stuff like this. Not saying I would ever do that, but. This right here, this is exactly why. Um, so. The dealer programs are a little bit different because they kind of fall into a different 
category from what I understand. So like an actual PSA dealer, um, the reason why they were more likely to get customers as a middleman service is due to the fact that they got better prices. So there was an incentive to use a middleman because the, these dealers had better prices. Um, so if you didn't have an account, you didn't want, and you wanted the convenience of submitting cards, this was cost effective. Um, but so it's a little bit different than a, than a, an American middleman, right? This, this is an actual dealer. Um, I believe, you know, they had their own pricing. that's slightly different than what we have as normal, you know, collectors club members, but in bulk returns, I'm, I'm sure that's a significant amount. Um, so that, that is just absolutely nuts. I would have never guessed, uh, that it would have been like Ludkins to fall out from this because from what I understand, Ludkins is like the, one of the OG dealers. Like they're like one of the first legit like middlemen to do this. Um, so I watched a video, I watched a video from, uh, SM Pratt. And um, he breaks it down, you know, in in layman's terms, and it's just, it's, <laughs> it sucks. This is terrible. Um, it's absolutely. I mean, what are we talking? Are we talking like millions of dollars, tens of millions? Like, what is the amount? It's got to be an insane amount. Um, I mean, put it this way, guys. You know, my subs, my subs land anywhere from like like a big sub, right? My subs land anywhere from like eight hundred to you know two thousand dollars, depending on how large it is, obviously. And I'll do that year round. Imagine there's a thousand of me, and they all send their cards to this guy. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars per year, and you know who knows how much they racked up from the from the the COVID era and and beyond with all these delays and um. It's just crazy, and from what I understand, from what I understand, is that this is just a pure money mismanagement thing. Um, it is kind of odd that they said that Ludkins had resistance and further demands. It's none of our business what that is, but that you know, why would they have that kind of stance? I don't know. Maybe maybe something's going on that we don't know about. Um, but I'm sure this will unfold as we go, and there there'll be other people that make videos on this. Um, but just something to touch on um, and, and crazy like this is this is part of the reason why I share as much knowledge as I have with you guys. I said it last week too. I'm trying to teach you stuff to do it on your own so that you can get rid of the middleman. You get rid of the middleman, you save yourself a lot of money, you save yourself a lot of heartache, and you save yourself a lot of time like in bullcrap. So... I feel for these people, um, you know, and I bet I'm sure in the UK it's a little bit harder to submit cards. And this was probably, you know, the hub to get your stuff done. But if you're in the US, um, learn from this, learn from this. Uh, and 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 if you're scared of submitting cards, I mean, we have plenty of resources here to, to teach you how to do it. So um, I would. I would take that leap of faith. I would bet on yourself before you bet on something like this because this isn't the only company that's had an issue like this. Remember, uh, there were there were U.S. middlemen too that were getting caught with their pants down uh, like right after the COVID era when all the bulk started coming through and all that. Uh, and they're like, we forgot what cards you guys have and your cards got lost and I don't know what to tell you. And 
I can't refund you because I already spent that money on my mortgage. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know what to say. This is crazy. Um, but that that is the latest news uh, for the for the Ludkins um, drama that we got going on. All right, moving on. Let's see what we got. What do, what do we, what do we have now? Oh, oh, we got the scouter report this week. Here we go. I'm doing this one without a soda, so hopefully I don't lose my voice. All right, Pokey Tower Scout Report. This is our segment where we talk about cards that we may be on the fence about, and we do a little in-depth dive on um, the numbers, the stats, and and our analysis of the cards. And we try to take a look at maybe other cards that have gone through this same flash, right? And uh, we we make a decision on it. So this week we're actually going to try and we're gonna try and I don't know how to say this. We're gonna we're gonna look at past, we look at present. We're gonna look at future, um, and uh, and it's really not a it's not a decision on my end like to um, to say yes or no on this. This is just something that I'm paying attention to, uh, and I don't have the answer to. But what I do have is the information that that can help us find an answer. So here we go, guys. Uh, this is this is what the the main sauce of the day. We got the Lugia Altart, uh, Lugia V Altart from Silver Tempest, and this card is uh, doing as expected. It is blazing the trail uh, as the best card in Silver Tempest. I believe it's around four hundred bucks right now. Um, and there are cards in the past that that we've seen that have been performing very similarly. So that's what we're taking a look at today. Let's get the nut basic stats down here. You got pre-sales. On TCG Player for three hundred and thirteen dollars. That's today. You can do that right now. Um, the eBay average price. These are sold prices and averaged across like a dozen sales. Three hundred and seventy-eight dollars. So TCG Player is a little bit cheaper right now, but it's a pre-sale. So take that for what it is. Um, there was a PSA ten sale for one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, it was posted and then it was sold like that quick. So um, crazy that people got that. I mean, kudos to that guy for being that fast. All right, um, now let's let's talk about the commandments here. Poke Tower commandments. Um, it's Lugia. We're going five stars there. I think if you talk about any legendary bird, right? He is the number one guy. It's not even close. Artwork. Um, this is a great artwork. This is one of the cooler cards I've seen in the modern era. And it shows you that the alternate arts, Pokemon is listening. They're saying, hey, you know, we know these other brands have some serious artwork out there and you guys like that stuff. We need to feature this on our alt arts. Uh, they should do it on more cards, but for now it's on the alternate arts and I give it five stars. I think it looks great. A uh, really cool card. The rarity. We know that alt arts are probably harder to pull than secret rares and VMAXs and trainers and rainbow rares and gold rares. We know all that stuff. Um, we don't know the exact rarity, but I bet you it's very similar to other alt arts, which would make it some of the most difficult cards to pull in the set. So I'm giving it five stars. Now, five stars for the ability to pull it. Your ability to pull it. I don't want you to confuse that with your ability to find it. 
because people are going to be selling this, right? When there's money attached to a card, trust me, someone's going to find it. Someone's going to pull it. It just may not be you. So, so rarity in terms of how hard it is to pull, I'm going to give it five stars, but rarity in terms of finding it, I mean, you can find it right now. We can go on eBay and find one right now. Um, the set, I'm giving it three stars. I took a look at the set. There is not a lot going on here. Um, I saw a Radiance Alakazam. Um, they, they, they sprinkled in a couple waifu trainers. Um, you know, the other Lugia V is nice. They got a secret rare Lugia. Um, I think there's Lance. There's a Lance trainer card in there. Like there's a couple cards that, you know, Lugia is the only one that kind of sticks out. And, um, that's something you might, might want to think about. Uh, And the reason I say this is because when there's a card this awesome in the set, what's going to happen? Everyone's going to want to sip and rip. They're going to want to try and pull this card. Uh, and with the rest of the cards not being that good, I, I would say not good, but not as awesome as this Lugia, right? You you have Lance, you have a couple waifus, and you have, you know, I don't know, uh, the Radiant Alakazam. There, I, I looked through there real briefly, and I didn't see a lot. And you're going to have millions, <laughs> thousands, right? You're going to have thousands, tens of thousands of average cards from this set because no one really likes it. I mean, there's a, there's an Alolan Vulpix, I believe a secret rare, but like, come on, come on. Um, so I couldn't even think of like five cards that I would want in this set. So what I'm saying is, is everyone's going to be chasing this Lugia. There's going to be a ton of silver Tempest bulk that nobody wants. It's not like there's going to be silver Tempest hits besides the Lugia that everyone wants. We're involving skies is a great example. Evolving Skies, hey, I didn't get the Umbreon, but guess what? I got this, that, and the other. It's loaded, right? Um, you talk about Brilliant Stars, very, very close um, competitor as well with Evolving Skies, where it's like, hey, I didn't get the Altar at Charizard, but there's this other stuff in the set that kind of makes me feel better about myself. So the set, I'm giving it three stars. And when you guys see it, you maybe you'll see that too. Like, oh, wow, it's not that great. Um, and then the story... Um, it's, it's Lugia. It's got his own movie. It's going to be five stars. So now let's take a further look into this. Let's go ahead and go one step further. Check this out. So these are, this is the stats on what I would say are the powerhouses of modern Pokemon right now. It's going to be the Lugia V. Um, it's going to be Charizard V from Brilliant Stars. And then you have Umbreon V Max from Evolving Skies, which is also the oldest card um, of the three. Now you're like, what is all this chart information? What are you trying to show me? Well, the, the big thing that I want to show you is the initial drop-offs that they all have. So this is this chunk of information right here is exactly what I want you to pay attention to on all these cards. Now this one's from PikaStocks.com. We can actually jump further into that, but you see this right here. Whoop. See that? That is identical to this which is identical to this. <clears throat> now, one thing, I, one thing I, I do believe with all these cards, um, based on the trends of Umbreon, you know, it started at 250, came all the way down to 150, then it went all the way up to 400, which is over here. You can't see it on the chart because I cut it off. But, you know, let's, it went up to 400, 
Then it came back down, and now it's back up to a six, $700 card. That's It's absolutely nuts. Uh, if you go to tcgplayer.com, you will see these Umbreon's $500 plus, $600, $700. Um, it's, a, it's a phenomena that I cannot explain, um, and I think that these cards are so desirable. These cards right here are so desirable that they are going to transcend our normal rules of population, supply, demand. They're just kind of anomalies. And if you look at them, I could see why. Uh, this is the ugliest one of them all. I think <laughs> these two are better. I like. I really like these two. Uh, this is okay, whatever. But um, you got the you got the Lugia here at three ninety nine, and he has dropped off down to three ten. And I think it'll go even further. I think you're going to see this card for you know maybe low two hundreds. I think you can get one for two hundred to two twenty, uh, possibly two fifty. But also saying that, I think that this card will also have the potential to come right back up. And you can see it here with Charizard, right? Charizard started up here like 205, I think. Dropped all the way down to 169. Or is that, that's actually 160, my bad. Very shortly, and this is just because supply, supply got pushed into the system. People found out, oh, you want to pay a lot of money for this? Guess what? I have that card. So everyone's sending their stuff to the market. Everyone buys it up down here. It's like, wow, it's going cheap. I'm going to get it now. And then that slowly dries up and it goes right back up. Now look at this. It went it went right back up to release prices, came back down to about 160, maybe even 150 uh, for specific sellers, and now it's right back up. So the trick is with this Charizard is will it drop back down and then take off? Because that's what we saw with Umbreon. Umbreon was at 250, down to 150. Then it just like flatlined. You guys can see here, just dead, right? No action here. Then it went up to 400. And I remember when we covered that and I was like, hey, I'm not buying it. Came right back down. Came right back down. And now we're seeing Umbreon's up in the five, six hundreds. And let me see if I can show you. Let me see if I can pull this up. <clears throat> it's, it's really important to see what I'm talking about. Because, look at this, $700. That's the cheapest one on the market right now, right? Oh, there's one as low as 535 Absolutely nuts. So here it is. Now, this is over the course of a year. Look at this. See, it was down to 150 a year ago. A year ago. And this is what we're looking at over here. And then it came right back up. Boom. Then it kind of flatlined, and then went right back up. So it's getting it's it's a five hundred six hundred dollar card right now. I think we might see the same thing with Charizard, who is slightly newer than the Umbreon. He may he may just flatline here at the two hundred dollars, and then he may take off to four hundred here pretty soon. Why am I saying this? Well, because they kind of follow each other in succession, right? Um, um, Evolving Skies is newer than Brilliant Stars, and or Evolving Skies is the oldest. Brilliant Stars is going to be coming out shortly after that. And then you have Silver Tempest, which is even newer than Brilliant Stars. And they kind of, these are all similar characters on the same level of tier of popularity. You guys see what I'm saying? Lugia is Charizard, is Umbreon. These are all very highly respected, desirable characters that people want uh, in, in the right rarity and in the right artwork. These are all the things we talk about. So 
I could see this Lugia doing exactly what Charizard did. And what I'm saying is, is you might want to wait for your opportunity to try and find some for 180, 190, 200. And if you buy two or three copies, I bet you, you know, in nine months time, you could be right back up here at the top. And the only reason I'm saying that is because look how similar these look. And this is this Umbreon's a lot zoomed out, but it's the same thing. Um, so I think I think Charizard could follow Umbreon steps, and I think Lugia could follow Charizard steps. Um, that's just that's the only information we have right now to really show it. But what worries me, though, hold on now, because I'm talking about all this like, hey, look, this looks great. But what worries me are, are these are the pops right here. So this is the PSA 10 population for Charizard at 2568. This is the PSA 10 population for Umbreon at 2820. Look at the total pops, 4,300. Um, I don't know. I don't know how sustainable this is. See, and that's the thing I'm, I'm most worried about. So I really like the idea. I like the idea of not buying Charizard here at 200 bucks and buying him at 150. I like that because you, you're doing really well right now. If you bought three copies, you would be up $150. You basically paid off one Charizard by buying three at 150 and then riding it out to 200 something. That's pretty good. That's pretty darn good for raw to raw comparisons. I think you can see the same thing with Lugia. I think he'll drop below 300, high 200s, mid 200s, whatever you want to call it, and he'll come right back up. So if you can kind of find those times when supply is influxed, same thing with Alphamon that we talked about, same thing with Omnimon that we talked about. There's this period of like two or three weeks where there's just too much supply and people are just undercutting each other just to make the sale. But once that stops, everything just kind of chills out and it goes right back up. Um, we saw it with Omnimon. I think we'll see it with Alphamon here pretty soon, but same thing with Pokemon. We're kind of seeing that same stuff. Now, the only thing I'm really worried about is the pops. I just don't know. We won't know until after it happens, really. That's that's what happens. But um you look at sports cards, you know, it's it's not normal to have or it it is normal. It's very normal to have PSA tens of star players and, and have thousands in the in the population reports. Um and people will still pay money for it. It's just I just it's hard to tell, you know. This is this is stuff that we haven't really seen before. Um we kind of saw it before with like Hidden Fates, Charizards, and things like that. But they're not doing this. This is a little different. Um, and I think the reason this is a little different is because it's rooted in the rarity. It's rooted in the pull rates. So if these are truly harder to pull than anything we've seen before, this is this is good. This is this is this is where you, you know, I could see why people want these. Um, but this is the stuff I'm looking at. I'd love to grab a couple of copies of Lugia. Uh you know, at in one of these points right here, down here at the bottom. Um, and you, you never really know, but the only thing you can do is is look at the past and say, you know, these are these are similar cards, similar characters, same rarities, all that good stuff. Um and then the only thing you really have to pay attention to is is the print waves, right? Like so how many print waves has Brilliant Stars put out? Um, because that means that there could be a little more Charizards than Lugia right now. There, there is, but what I'm saying is, is the more it's printed, the weaker this gets. Um, but they, there is some rumors that Silver Tempest will be 
initially shorter printed than normal, but that doesn't mean that in a year or two from now that they just pump the crap out of it, right? So stuff to look at, stuff to think about. There's no right or wrong answer. I just don't think you need to rush. If you look at history, I don't think you need to rush to these cards at all. I think they'll fall in your lap um, as long as you wait, you know, two to three weeks after release. I really do. All right. <laughs> Alex Hodges pulled Lugia on his first pack. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Dude. So did I. So did I, actually. I just didn't film it. So how about that, guys? So many PSA 10. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. It's crazy, guys. Um, so again, no right or wrong answers here. Just just look at the look at the information and and there's no reason to race. I think I think Umbreon's a great gauge on where we're going. I really do. And um if if the top card of these sets wants to stabilize at, you know, 300 400 bucks, so be it. It's just I don't know how long that can keep up. How many more people want to pay that much? You know? Um who knows. Okay. That's it for the scout report this week. Uh what the heck do we have on next? I don't even know what what Oh gosh. Oh my gosh, it is pack of the week. Here we go. All right. Pack of the week is our segment where we just open up one pack of Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, Dragon Ball, Pokémon, whatever the case may be. Um and we open it up. I don't have any information for you this week. We're just going to open it up because we can. I'm not going to talk about money. I'm not going to talk about whatever you whatever you want it to be. Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna open this up, and we got brilliant stars today. So maybe we pull a Charizard on live stream, and uh, and there we go. That'll be the Poke Towers card. Okay, here we go. Brilliant stars. We got Charizards. We got uh, Arceus. We got. Uh, who else is in there? I don't even know. Um, trainer Gallery. I think oh, that's good, right? That's good. Let's do our card trick. Let's take our time. Here we go. Chase said, or uh, not Chase, but I think I believe Chris said in the Discord earlier that we're going to be pulling a foil. He wanted to bet 10,000 Gengar coin that we would pull a foil. So here we go. Choice Belt. Star Ravia, Floatzel, Jake, what's up? Corfish, you just joined for pack of the week. Here we go. Magmar, Spirit Tomb, nice. Burmy, Impidimp. We got Marnie's Pride in the Reverse Hollow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Arceus V. That's not bad for pack of the week. That is solid. Nice. Take a look at the back. Oh, gosh, that is off-center. Check that out. Look how fat that is up top. That is out of control. There we go. I mean, does does Chris win? Does Did anyone take him up on the bet? That's not bad. Arcus V, I bet you he's like $2, you know? That's cool. Uh, but heavily off-center, that is out of control. All right. There you guys go. That is it for pack of the week. We did some Pokemon and that's good. I mean, nothing. We haven't beat that Black War Greymon that we pulled. I can tell you that, but not bad. Okay, moving on to grade it. Let's do this. All right. Grade it is our segment 
where we talk about cards that I have graded or will be grading, and we kind of break down the math that goes along uh, with grading cards. Um, so I can show you how profitable it is. Lord Arceus <laughs> does not approve. I know, right? Um, so without further ado, um, last week we talked about Goku. We talked about Goku, uh, Dawn of Divinity, PSA 10. I want to talk about another card that I recently got back because this one's going to show you the ugly side of things and how it still kind of works. So uh, here we go. Dark Magician Girl. This is a lost art promotion. Um, and this is EN035. So this is the second run of the Dark Magician Girl in this artwork. There was another lost art promotion. I think she's number 19 in that one. But this is the 2021 print. Um, and it's Dark Magician Girl. So I don't know if you guys remember, but I bought this card uh, in 2021. I bought three copies, actually. And I paid... $45 each. I believe these are on TCG player now for like 24 bucks. So I paid about $20 over price what they are today. I'm going to break down the numbers with you. And remember, you always have to remember this. The reason why I made up the Poke Tower commandments is because of how strong they actually are, right? Character, artwork, rarity, the set that it's in, no story, no glory. So now apply these rules to Dark Magician Girl. <clears throat> she will she will likely get a four or five star in almost every category. So the reason why I bring up the Poke Tower Commandments is because when when you get a dud of a card, which I would consider this a dud, um, because it didn't get a ten, and I'm also paying I paid twenty dollars higher than what the price of the card is now. So it's actually declined in price. Um, but remember, when I bought this, I considered all that stuff. I also considered the character on the card, considered the rarity. Um, there's lots of things I like about this card. So it kind of transcends the idea of, well, you lost 20 bucks a card, so that's not profitable. It's not worth it, right? So here we go. Let's talk about the numbers. Oh, the reason why this got this this got a nine, by the way, I won't be able to show you on camera, but there's a print line. There's a print line running vertically right through here. A very small one. I'm see if I can get it. Uh, it is right there. I'm not gonna be able to get it for you because I can't zoom in. But here we go. Well, check this out. So Jake says, just sell it to Chris. You'll make your money back. But check this out. Check this out. Um, it's actually not that bad at all, guys. And I have, I have good news for those of you who haven't bought one of these yet. Okay. So market price for this card is $24 on TCG player. I paid $45 for three copies. So 45 each, I actually paid about like 130 bucks. Um, now I got a nine. And when I averaged out the PSA 9 prices, uh, this is about five price, five different sales, it averaged out to $97. Now, example here, cost of goods, $45, because that's what I paid. $18 uh, for the grade, because I used the um, bulk 
service on this card. $5 to ship it. Now, this is kind of inaccurate because I sent 100 cards. So that $5 is actually split up amongst 100 other cards. But we'll just do the 5 to keep it simple. My total cost of goods is $68. Now, if I were to sell a slab for $97, the fees would come out to $12.93. That's 13% plus 30 cents on eBay. Shipping the card is $5. Now, sometimes it's $4. Sometimes it's $3.88. just depends. I just do five just to make it easy on you guys. Now, if you add up all these numbers, $68 plus $12.93 plus five, and you subtract it from your $97 sale, I still profit $11.07. I profit $11.07, but check this out. And that, that is, this is on a, a dud, um, in, in my, in my opinion, right? So it's not a bad card. I'm just saying I didn't get the 10. I didn't get what I needed. I overpaid, right? I overpaid and I didn't get the grade I wanted. So you, most people say it's not worth it. You're going to lose. Look, I just showed you that even on my bad days, right? I'm still, I still made 10 bucks. That's not bad at all. Now check this out. If you buy the card for $24, as you can see here, and these fees will be a little bit different, but you could profit profit upwards of $32, okay? So it's about a $20 difference um, if you just want to make it simple, $21, right? $21 difference uh, if you buy it today and you grade well. Now, the difference is, is that if you're buying on TCG Player for 24 bucks, you might be dealing with a card that's been handled more times than these were because I bought these when they first came out. So mine were fresh out of out of the little promo packs that they had, the clear promo packs or whatever. Um, if you wait long, you, you get the better price, but you got you to use your eyes a little bit more um, because those have been floating around for a while. So this is a great example that I can show you guys like, even on my bad days, things still do well. And the reason I, I credit that to the Poke Tower Commandments, right? Character, artwork, rarity, set, no story, no glory. Dark Magician Girl is going to check a lot of those boxes for you. Now, that doesn't mean every Dark Magician Girl is a home run. It just means when you have solid rules on why you grade something, it's very likely that you'll be successful, you know, 80, 90% of the time. So there you guys go. That's it for Grade It this week. Awesome card. This one's actually my PC one, so this one's not going anywhere. Um, <clears throat> but uh, hopefully I'll get a 10 in the Dark Magician Girl one day, and that'll add to the Dark Magician collection. All right, hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh, and kind of understand where I'm coming with this, right? Um, you don't always have to have a pessimist mindset on things. When you do the math, most things are okay. Okay, here we go. Moving on to TCG Battle Royale. Here we go. All right, TCG Battle Royale is our segment where we talk about all four TCGs, Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, and we talk about their most recent booster release, uh, and we basically break them down, prioritize them for you, 
give you give you a rundown on each set and how they're looking so that you can have a better idea of what you want to buy first or where you want to put your money. All right, number one this week. There's not a lot of changes. There's hardly any changes uh, besides a couple numbers shifting around. So we'll go through this very quickly. Number one this week, you got Dragon Ball Super Dawn of the Z. Uh, you got case prices are down to $15.95, which is uh, a, a big chunk from last week. Box price, $126, uh, just a few dollars from last week. And the top four cards in the set are actually up to $24.24.98. And that's because the God Rare has stuck its price. And then the Vegito Secret Rare has actually gone up just a tad. So that's where that increase comes from. You got five cards in the set to break the $15 price point. Number two this week, you got Digimon Cross Encounter. Now this one's down across all categories. Cross Encounter is down on case prices to $842. Check this out. Box prices are down to $69.95. Top four cards in the set are down to $781.98. And you have 14 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Now, the Alphamon, the Alphamon I saw on TCG Player for as low as $5.99. This might be a great time to snag one. You might be able to get away for another week or two. Uh, Maybe you get one in the low 500s. But after that, you know, this could have that Omnimon turnaround where it's like, all right, we sold a couple at 500. Goodbye. You never know. Um, Who knows? Uh, So, (laughs) you like the Anchorman? Thanks. Okay, so this is what I'm getting at here. Uh, the box prices, be careful. Be careful on these boxes at $69.95. The only reason I say that is because if we know that Alphamon is a 1 in 3 case hit, 1 in 4 case hit, we also know that stores that happen to pull him know that they got the goods out of the case. We can sell the other boxes at a discounted rate because we know... The Alphamon is not in there. Um, it's kind of a sketchy thing to do, but think about it. If it crossed my mind, that means it probably crossed other people's mind. Beware of that type of stuff. So if you think, oh, it's cheap, I might get me an Alphamon. Maybe, maybe, but my first thoughts are they're cheap because that box is cold. That's that's where my thoughts go. Um, think like a bad guy. You probably figure it out. It's the case prices, though, I really like. Case prices are down to 842 um, that, that's pretty solid. I mean, you're talking what, 70 bucks a box, that's, which $69.95, I guess was what you'd do. But, uh, if you're going to gamble, you know, you might want to do that. And I also think, I also think about this too, though, if you're buying cross encounters for the sealed collection, right. And, and you, and you see a box at 60 bucks, there's nothing wrong with buying that box at 60 bucks and keeping it sealed. That's the rule though. Keep it sealed because we know that a card like this with a ghost rare, whatever you want to call it, with that enhanced rarity, that sealed product will go up over time because people value that rare chase pool. They want it. That means they want your box because you might have it. Uh, we've seen this with the Omnimon. We've seen it with the God Rares. Um, so history will, should repeat itself. All right. Number three. Oh, the last thing I want to touch on, besides Alphamon at $5.99, lots of the alternate arts are showing some weaknesses here. They're, they're losing prices pretty quickly. Um, that could be due to, you know, some of the meta stuff. But on top of that, these aren't characters that people are going to want to collect. And the only reason I say that is because there's not a lot of them 
that you'll remember. You have to be deep in the game to understand who these characters are. But if you're just like, hey, I like the Digi Destined, I like season two, I like season three, you probably won't know who any of these people are. You're like, what the heck's going on? So when you lack that connection, you might not <laughs> you might not do well as a set, regardless of the rarity. Okay. Number three this week. Darkwing Blast. Also red across the board. It's a super selly week. Um, you got $739 on the case price, which is about $20 down from last week. Box price is $70.83. Top four cards in the set, $930.97. And keep in mind, those top four cards are all Starlights. So you could get four Starlights uh, for just $200. Shoot, yeah, just $200 more than a case price. You can get four Starlights. And ask yourself this, what are the chances that you're going to pull four Starlights in one case? Uh, Zero, absolutely zero. That'll never happen. So something to consider for the Yu-Gi-Oh guys. Might be a good time to get some starlights. If you don't like these starlights, then just sit out for a little bit. You know, I still think Power of the Elements has cooler cards, but uh, not much news here on Darkwing Blast. Number four this week, Lost Origin. Now, Silver Tempest should be out here pretty soon. We'll get the update on that. Uh, but for now, Lost Origin stays at number four. Case price is at five sixty three ninety five. Do the math here, guys. Five sixty three ninety five divided by six is like. 80 bucks, 90 bucks a box, I think. Um, let me see, 563 divided by six. You're talking $93 a box. $93 a box. But then look at the box prices here. 103.62. They they are charging $10 more than what you can get out of the case. Now that's normal, right? You buy in bulk, you get a better discount. Um, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is, is that if you really like Lost Origin, Consider spending a $500 bill on a case. You're, you're saving money. You are saving money. Now, if you rip through all that stuff and you don't get anything, eh, you're not saving money anymore. But, you know, be smart with your money. Um, you got the Giratina, you got uh, Aerodactyl, and then a couple other alt arts. Top four cards at $413.76. That's up like a dollar from last week. So take this green with a grain of salt. Um, the box prices, again, like up up just pennies from last week. And then uh, you got eight cards in the set to break the $15 price point. So that's all down. It was a giant red wave uh, today for uh, for the, the, the Battle Royale. So nothing really changes. Um, there's no reason to, to put Yu-Gi-Oh! above Digimon because I still think Digimon is a superior set. And I also think that Dragon Ball Super, Dawn of the Z is a superior set to all of these sets. So they all fall in place. so just not really performing well. So there you guys go. That is it. Dawn of the Z, Frost Encounter, Darkwing Blast, and Lost Origin. That's it for the Battle Royale. Moving on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? All right. Covering every booster expansion from the beginning uh, for Pokemon. And today we have Pokemon EX Emerald. That's right. Um, EX Emerald. I was actually kind of underwhelmed with this set. When I did some research and you know got to look at the cards, I was like, last week was cooler. EX Deoxys was kind of cooler than EX Emerald. However, they're on the same tier in terms of like finding sealed stuff. You're just not going to really find it. So let's take a look at the price guide here. All right. We got... Oh, let me adjust that there. There we go. 
We got Melodic EX, which I did not think was going to be the number one card in this set, but it's at 226.47. You got Deoxys, the speed form. That's really cool. Uh, 132. Reg Ice in the top three. Like, what are we talking about? 124 bucks. Raichu, 108. Altaria, 96. Oh, excuse me. Now, this was interesting. Um, this was interesting because not only do we have Raichu again, Raichu's been in the top five for like, I don't know how many sets, but it's, it's up there. Um, so I thought that was weird, but this Altaria now Altaria is not my favorite pseudo dragon legendary, you know, same style evolves at level 55 Pokemon. I don't necessarily like him, but what I do like is that he's one of the more popular cards in a, in a Ruby Sapphire Emerald set which is when he came out. So I kind of sport that idea. I like that. I think that's cool. Dusclops, super cool. 74 bucks. This is actually one of my favorites from this set. I was eyeballing um, an EX from for Dusclops. Uh, Regirock, 69. Metacham, 59. Again, Metacham, not my favorite Pokemon, but it's cool that a Pokemon from this region is... Thriving, I guess, you know, is in the top, top talks here. Registeel EX, 54. Cacturn, 47. Again, Cacturn, not a cool Pokemon, but it's cool that he's being shown in his appropriate release. Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, right? Uh, Camerupt, 43. Camerupt is cool. I remember Camerupt from playing Sapphire. I thought he was cool. Um, when he has like the, uh, I want to say, is it Overheat? It was like a super powerful move. Um, but yeah, I, I liked Camera Up in the game. And then you got their Regaza Hollow, uh, $42. And that'll be the top 12 for the set. You do have a Kyogre down here. You got a Farfetch Secret Rare, but they didn't make the top 12. Kind of sad. Okay. Let's take a look at the Pops. Melodic with 18 PSA 10s. That is nuts. But you also have Deoxys, which I think is a cooler card. 18 PSA 10s. This is cool. He looks like a freaking meteor. Like that is sick. <clears throat> and also, you, you just don't get a lot of Deoxys. I mean, you don't get a lot of Melodic either. So, I, they're both cool. They're both cool in the top spot. Regice, I don't care. 24 10s. Uh, Raichu, not the best artwork for Raichu. 20 PSA 10s, but guys, how many times have we seen this guy in the top five for various sets, right? Like, jeez, he was he was in like the Expedition era. He was like, wasn't he in, uh, he was in a Fossil. He was in one of the Rockets. He's in Base. Dude, he, he was in more than that too. I know he was. Uh, he was in a handful of sets and he's always in like the, the top five and, you know, at the, at the minimum top 12. It's crazy. Um. Altaria, 3110s. Dusclops, 2210s. Now, check this out, though, guys. I think you should really pay attention to the PSA 8s here. Look at how much lower these are. These are 44, 40, 42, 43. I would try and sneak in and grab one of these cards at a, on a PSA 8 uh, for, for low, low. You know what I mean? I would definitely try that uh, because the pops are low. So these are 
I wouldn't, I'm not advocating that you go buy PSA 8s because they're cheap. Like, oh yeah, you're going to do well because they're cheap and they're going to go up in value. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for these specific cards and, and this type of population, their EX cards are already expensive. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is if you can get an 8 for low, your chances of, of someone wanting that because there's just not enough supply is, is larger than most PSA 8s. Uh, these are these are desirable cards where I think an eight is okay. I think an eight is okay, given how hard they are to grade. I think eight's good. <clears throat> All right, moving on. You got Reggie Rock with uh, twenty six tens, Meta Cham twenty five tens, Registeel twenty three tens, Cacturn eighteen tens, which is nuts. Camera up with 15 tens. Look at that. Leading the way. Camera up. Wow. He's the smallest amount out of all of them. And then you got Ray Gaza. Hollow. Uh, this is not even a cool artwork for him at 32 tens. Um, yeah, look at I, I really like this camera up. This the card pops. They got the right foil behind it. See, this could have been really bad. This could have been a really bad card if they didn't have this bright orange foil behind him. Like if it was dark, it would not pop the way it does. But Look at this. He stands out out of all these cards. You just see him. He's there. Um, again, I, I think I'm going to try and look. CGC, SGC, PSA 8s. I'm going to try and find some, you know, these PSA 8s. I think I think if you do, you might find a guy. Look at this. Dustclops, PSA 8, low. Deoxys, PSA 8. Give it a shot. You know, there may there may not be anything listed, but... It's totally worth a shot. Um, but okay set. I don't think it was better than last week's uh EX Deoxys, but it's okay. You know, not not bad. So uh there you guys go. That is covering every Pokemon booster expansion all the way up to EX Emerald. I am just completely lost right now in what sets we're doing and and <laughs> who's next. I'm just like we're just I'm Googling and I'm we're just going in. So there you guys go. I don't know what we're covering next week, but uh, we'll cover it. All right. Moving on to Digimon. Here we go. Digimon. All right. Digi-Destin this week is going to be real light because we covered we covered a lot of news, a lot of numbers, a lot of analytics. Let's slow it down. Let's chill out. Let's talk about some cool stuff. Um, Digi-Destin this week, we're going to be talking about the Miracle 4 did you set? And it's not a lot. There's not a lot of information I have to tell you. Um, but I brought this up because we had somebody in the Discord grade the first ever PSA 9. That is that is the highest grade to date. And I think it'll be a very hard grade to beat. Um, but anyways, here you guys go. This is the Miracle 4 Digi set. Now, I remember this vividly being a kid. Um... I actually put out a post on my Instagram about the movie promos and then the Digiset promos that came out around the time of the movies and a lot of people call them movie promos, but they're not. They're not. They they probably came out to support the release of the movie, but these are not movie promos. They are Digiset promos and the card you can see is inside the box there um, and they happen to release around the time of the movie. So that's where that association comes from. Um, the Miracle 4 Digiset is interesting because I've only seen one sealed box for sale in the last two years. One sealed box. 
Um, I've seen pictures, but I've, I've only seen one for sale on eBay. It was like 200 plus dollars, uh, probably closer to 300. Uh, so I would say that these are a little less common than the Omnimon Digiset. I've seen a few of the Omnimon Digisets sell, like in box, uh, but I've only ever seen one of these sell. Um, and yeah, Chris got the first one graded. I think these are really cool. I explained that I think the uh, I think the Miracle Four Digiset uh, is a comparable card to the Goldramon Universal Studios promo. I know that sounds crazy on the surface, right? Uh, because a lot of us, Danny, what's up? A lot of us know that. The Goldramon is a legendary card. We know that you know it was given out for two days in the year 2000 uh, for Universal Studios. Very hard card to get. Very legendary, very Grail-esque card. So when I say that this card may be on the same level or same tier of rarity as Goldramon, I don't mean that it's more rare. But what I do mean is that on any given day, your odds to find a mint miracle four are probably the same as finding a mint goldramon they're almost the same um and then i would go even further i bet i'd be willing to bet that there are less of these boxes sealed on the planet than there are goldramons sealed so and that's that's only speaking from experience and the small things that i've seen i've seen handfuls of goldramon cards I've never seen handfuls or stacks of these boxes. Um, so this leads me to believe that these sealed boxes are very limited, very rare, going to be... If you get the opportunity to get one, I would say I would totally say to get one. Um, I, I definitely want to grab one. I had the Omnimon Digiset as a kid. Um, so I had the one with Omnimon in it. I believe it was like a, a Christmas present or something like that. And that was my favorite toy. It's also my favorite card as a kid. I had it in my binder all the time. It's a flex in it. Uh, and, and kids, kids didn't understand like, oh, dude, it's Omnimon, you know, because it was Pokemon. It was, you know, uh, not Yu-Gi-Oh! just yet, but it was, it was definitely Pokemon. And Digimon just wasn't like mainstream, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that Omnimon was my favorite. Now... Let's just do a little bit of numbers here. Um, on average, look at that awesome card. This is this is this is why I love Digi Battle Foils. They just do it right. There's something about the blue backdrop that makes everything pop, makes it look clean, just like fresh, right? Just a very unique look to it. Um, now, average price for this card is seventy one dollars. You may find some for way more. You may find some for way less, but when you average it out, it's going to come out to about $71. Um, and, and you want to try and find the best condition possible. The biggest issue that you're going to find with mint condition cards is centering. Um, if I can give you an example here, you really can't see it, but you see how thin it is up here on top? Very thin. And even Chris's is a great example of how thin it is on top versus bottom. And that centering will get you... Every time. Now you go to you go to BGS, you might get a nine point five. Um, but you know, we don't do that stuff. Uh so there you guys go. This is the Miracle Four Omni uh Digiset promo. It is now gradable at PSA, and it's very cool to say that 
Chris graded the first ever uh, and also the highest to date. Um, that's a really cool win for the Poke Tower. It's big. That's huge. Um, I don't think you guys realize like this. This won't be this won't be duplicated that that often. And this is one of those cards that'll have less than a a pop one hundred, maybe even pop fifty um, in this grade. And uh, I think when the Digimon tides turn, which they are, it's it's Digimon's getting way way more popular than it was last year. Uh, I think people are going to remember this. They're like, dang, I, I want that card because that's what I had when I was a kid. So these are great cards. Uh, and I think that's what kind of makes them more sought after than the Goldramon, right? So the Goldramon, you got to be, you got to be deep to know about Goldramon. But for people that grew up with Digimon, you probably saw this or had it. And that type of nostalgia reaction, I need it because I used to have it. I think that's stronger. I think that that is stronger than just, well, you know, this is a promo you probably never heard about, which is still, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying they're, they're unique qualities. This is a little bit different than the Goldramon. All right. That's it for Digimon this week. I thought someone was staring at me. That was creepy. Okay. <laughs> that's it for Digimon this week. <laughs> Moving on to Dragon Ball. Here we go. scared the hell out of me so in my office right in the pokey tower i have two french doors that have glass panels in them so i can see outside of the office and i could have sworn i just saw something i don't know i'm not scared but that was weird okay dragon ball this week a uh, real short and sweet we're talking about collector's selection volume three they are now designing it um, you can actually vote for this stuff, I believe, uh, to get certain things in. Why is this significant? Well, if you guys remember, shoot, four to six months ago, um, whoa, hold on, what? Wait, what? What is what is Eric saying? Apparently, Digimon sales are you. 800% since last year on eBay. Hopefully that's true. Big win for us. Wait. Oh, are they up? How do you find that information? I'd love to see that on the Discord. If you, Eric, if you can screenshot that or... However however you're getting that info, if you can send that over to the Discord, that'd be great to see. Um, that's absolutely nuts. It's crazy. Um, here we go, guys. Why are we bringing up the Collector Selection Volume 3? Uh, it's because remember when Collector Selection Volume Two came out, and we found those um, we found those Goku Soul Striker Reborn, right? And then we found Goku Hope of the Universe uh, Alt Arts. That's where those come from, right here. Collector Selections. So people actually vote on their favorite cards, and then they redesign them in an alternate art card. So these are fan favorite cards redesigned, and they they come out super unique, super awesome. So here we go. Fluky, what's up? No, I, I understand. I understand that he said up. I just, I want to know where, how do, how do you find that information? Where do you get that from? Um, 
Dragon Ball Super Card Game reveals Collector Selection Volume 3. This just came out yesterday. Bandai has announced its next installment of one of the Dragon Ball Super Card Game's most premium products of the year. Jake, here you go. This is He's got Piccolo on the box. This item is so limited that it'll only be available to pre-order online. Let's take a look at the big reveal. That's awesome. First of all, that's insane. Uh... I didn't know that these were pre-orders only. That's big. That's also great news. That's amazing news for everyone who was buying Soul Striker Reborn and things like that. That's a, I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, the third installment of Bandai's Dragon Ball Super Card Game Collector Selection has been revealed. Uh, <clears throat> these are curated sets of alternate arts with special unique foiling that come in premium portfolios. These can only be pre-ordered through Bandai's official merch shop and will not be released to hobby shops. Big. This is big. This is the stuff we talk about all the time with the it costs too much to package it and mass produce it. That's why they only make so many. This is the type of stuff you want to collect. These can only be pre-ordered through uh, Bandai. Uh, historically, these collector selections have made up of cards picked by both the Dragon Ball Super Card Game developers and fans. This year's collection collector selection features Piccolo on the cover as the featured character. Following Ultra Instinct Goku, who was displayed on 2021's Collector Selection, and Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta, who was shown on Selection 2. And remember, we saw Collector Selection 2. That's where we got the scoop on Goku, Soul Striker. Amazing card, by the way. Uh, Bandai writes, pre-order is now available. A premium collector set of 18 fan-favorite cards. The first 10 cards were determined by players who voted on the website official website to determine the top 5 cards from both standard boosters and promos. The remaining eight were handpicked by the design team for a final total of 18 cards. Comes in a record size package. Display side by side with volume one and two. What? That is awesome. You can order it at Bandai's official site. In honor of the announcement, Bleeding Cool will showcase previews of the beautiful textured alternate art cards that will be on display in this unique collector's item. Stay tuned. All right, so that's all the news we have on that. But check it out, guys. There's Piccolo. They are now designing. What do we got down there? That's a Gogeta. Wait. No, that's a Bardock. This is a Bardock, right? I can't tell. It looks like a Bardock or maybe a Gogeta from uh, from uh, Super um, Dragon Ball Heroes, maybe. Can't see. What do we got down there? Goku. This looks like a two-piece card. It looks like something else is right here and right here. That'll be interesting. You got Baby. Um, looks like he's in grade eight form. Very cool. So, uh, will I pre-order this box? Probably not. I probably won't pre-order it, but what I can tell you is, is I will be keeping an eye on the single cards that come out. And what we're looking for is a soul striker reborn, uh, duplicate, right? We're, we're trying to, we're trying to find that again. We're trying to find that Soul Striker Reborn, Reborn. So we want to try and find the Goku card or whoever your favorite character is, you know, Piccolo, Brawly, Gohan, whoever it is. We want to find it at that $20 price point, And we want to wait just for a few weeks after release to where it goes down to maybe, you know, eight, nine, ten dollars a card. Buy a couple. Wait, wait to grade them. You know how we do it. We just did it with Soul Striker, and I think the results are pretty darn good. 
Um, but it really just depends on what they make. Maybe maybe the cards aren't that great. Maybe the character on the card isn't that great. It all depends on how these are designed. That's kind of where you know my mind goes with like collecting things. Um, it needs to look good first. So that's the biggest thing. But I can tell you the first two collector selections were great. So there's no reason for them uh, to botch it now. I just I think these are really cool. Um, I also think these are kind of like in the same tier as the anniversary boxes. So if you're not a huge Dragon Ball Super collector, don't go buy booster boxes. Like just get an anniversary box or get a collector selection and you'll feel satisfied. You'll be like, wow, this is awesome. It's a great experience for something I don't know anything about. All right. Oh, excuse me. Moving on. Last segment of the night, Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. This is the segment everyone wants to know. This is what we all waited for. Um, let me start off by saying, Gengar's Grabs has gotten extremely competitive over the last few weeks. So, and I'm all for it. I'm totally, I'm totally for it. Um, just make sure you guys get your subs in before like 6 p.m. Central because I, I finished these slides earlier in the day. If you drop them in late, you might not make it in. So just be honest with your subs. Uh, the other thing too is remember remember the grabs tab. I think Chase Chase mentioned something, but uh, you know, our mod, he's doing some moderating. But remember, if you if you got these cards, please give us a story who, what, when, where, and why, so we understand why you bought this stuff. Um Yeah, um, just you know basic basic story right like uh give us something so that so that we know the significance behind why you bought something i always try to explain why i got something when when i share in the grabs tab even though i'm disqualified from this event uh i always try to share with you guys like hey i got this on a you know this is i've been watching this for a minute got it on a discount that's why i bought it right something simple today i had a trade with chris a best trade of my life I shared that with you guys. So just remember to give us a little breakdown of what you got going on and why you're hunting it. Okay. So number five this week, this was tough. This was tough. Um, yeah, very hard, very hard for me to choose. Uh, so here we go. Number five this week is Lone Wolf. I'm giving that one uh, to Ivan. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because Ivan was one of the few people who explained why he got something. Um, so we just covered the blue eyes, white dragon last week on the podcast. And he was like, after watching last week's episode, I had to get one and boom, he got one and he's going to grade it. He's going to follow through and he's hoping that he gets a PSA nine. Um, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm glad that this, like, that's part of what this show is for is to help you guys out. Um, it's not just, you know, for me to, to blab on, I actually do want to help. And when you guys take uh, any little bit of advice that I can offer, like it's cool to see. It's really cool to see. So that's why like that gets number five this week. We have a full house tonight. Holy crap. Nate, what's up? Hope you're doing well. All right. Number four this week. CT. Uh, his picture is buried behind, <laughs> behind uh, Ivan's. But anyways, uh, CT bought a full master set of Power Rangers cards. Now, this was my favorite sheet out of all of them. The other one was cool, too. I think he had the uh, Megazord on there. But this is all the uh, Power Rangers. Uh, looks like with some crazy foil. Um, 
And he would have he I think he would have placed higher this week had had not some other people, you know, entered last minute and stuff like that. But uh you know, um I'm I'm not much of a completionist myself, so I always have respect for people that can complete sets or buy full sets and and appreciate them for what they are. And I think Power Rangers is sick and yeah, I mean this is cool. It's different, it's off the wall. I like it, you know. It's that's that's the type of stuff I like to share. So Number three this week, we got an international here. We got Nick Byrne uh, all the way from Australia. This was a massive vintage video game pickup. Um, I believe he paid $130 USD uh, for all this stuff. And I see a PS1. I see some uh, Nintendo games in there. Uh, some Sega. Like, looks what, some Atari systems. There's all kind. I mean, he's got phones in there. He even picked up. I think he had a sealed Nokia phone, uh, the one, the brick, the one that all of us used to have back in you know middle school, high school. Um, I remember I had a Nokia brick, uh, probably like seventh and eighth grade, and then in ninth grade, I think I got an upgrade, like to like a flip phone. But uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, this is crazy, and yeah, Nick. Nick is nuts because he'll he'll just you know people have I think CT said it you know he's like he'll just disappear and then he comes out of nowhere with just massive haul of stuff um, and yeah this is impressive this is really cool you know I I need to dive more into vintage video games but it's like the cards just never stop so <laughs> just I guess I gotta make more money that's what I need to do make more money that's the only way to get all the stuff okay that's number three this week now number two this was very tough. Um, and two separate entries here. So I would like to hear I would like to hear everyone's thoughts in the Discord so we can talk about this. But remember, um, these are my picks, uh, things that things that I like and things that I think are unique, uh, different. Um, and that's all the stuff weighs on my mind. It's tough. You guys make it very hard. It's a very competitive week. Guess we're getting like I feel like we're having a fight breakout here pretty soon. Here we go. So number two this week. Is Wiener Schnitzel, Eric, all the way from Canada? So we got Australia and we got Canada, um, and they placed higher than our U.S. Uh, buddies here. So he's got this is crazy. So he's got four, four Series Six foils, right? You got Gecko Mon, uh, Cole Mon, you got Hyandramon, and you got Mock or not? I'm sorry, um, Black Mega Gargamon. Um, and then he's got Black War Greymon. And he's got Omnimon foil. So all foil. This is this is crazy though because this is the number four card in all of Digibattle, like in terms of like price. Then you have the number two card in all of Digibattle in terms of price. And then you have series six foils, which are pretty much the same tier, you know, same price range, um, maybe just slightly under these guys. So we're, we're talking, you know, this dude's got a couple thousand bucks just right here. Um, and that weighed heavy on my mind for, for the placement today in first place. Um, cause this is, this is crazy. You, you're not going to find these series six foils and you're not going to find these foils here unless you pay an arm and a leg. Uh, so this was tough, but here we go. Um, we're going to go with number one this week. And I think, first of all, let's get this straight. 
CT could have took first place on any given week. Um, Nick could have took first place on any given week. Eric could have took place on any given week um, because those are all solid, solid grabs. Uh, but when you rank them up, it's just kind of how it falls. Um, so here is number one this week. We got Karen, a.k.a. Christopoli. Uh, Chris, I can't believe it. Um, so here he has uh, the first ever. This is, this is why he won. This is why, exactly why he won. Um, Chris has the first ever graded Goldramon for PSA. First in history. And also it's a PSA 8. So it is the highest grade first ever Goldramon. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have one. I haven't graded it yet, but I don't know if I can beat him, beat him on that. I don't think there's a lot of people that can beat him on that. So this may be the highest graded Goldramon we have for a very long time. Now I know BGS has some higher grades, but we also know how they grade. So you do the math. Um, this is a PSA eight, very, very high respected. We're talking Goldramon is is a lot of people's grail in Digibattle. Um absolutely nuts. And then, you know, talk we just talked about it, the Miracle Four, which is again in that condition, he got a PSA nine. So it is the first <laughs> It is the first PSA 9 ever graded, and it's also the highest card graded for the Miracle 4 right now. So the, the, that's why Chris came out on top this week, uh, because he's got the first of two, two grails. The first. Now, let's say Eric puts up Black War Greymon in an 8 or 9. He puts Omnimon up in an 8 or 9. Now we're talking. We're talking like, dang, this is tough. But um, Goldramon is such a legendary card. I think the Miracle 4 may not be as popular amongst other people, but I view it just as legendary. And look how nice those cards look. They look freaking amazing. That They just pop. It's just insane. <laughs> Looks really good. Um, I'm jealous, and it's, I don't know if I can beat those. So I think those are, those are solid grades that are going to stick around for... Chris got some grails. About time. You know, he's been grading lots of sixes and stuff like that. So uh, Chris got some grails. Uh, congrats. Those are... I'm... I don't know what to say, man. Those great cards. Uh, and time will tell, right? Time will tell uh, what, what, what these populations will do, but we'll, we'll see. I have a feeling they're going to be very low, and their eights will be considered strong, strong grades as, as time goes on. Um, so there you guys go. That's it for Gengar's Grabs this week. Chris barely squeaked it by. It was tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, hey, let's keep the competition going. We'll see what we got, you know, keep it competitive. You never know. All right. And that is it for episode 108 of the Poke Tower podcast. Make sure you guys like the video. Please like the video. Um, if you're watching on your browser, open the app. Subscribe to the channel, please. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. It would help me out a ton. Um, join our Discord because it's free. Those links are in every video that I have. Um, if you can't find it, just hit me up on Instagram or send me an email at the Tower podcast at gmail.com. I'll get you in. And lastly, uh, if you like the podcast that much, you can support us by donating uh, as little as 99 cents every month by clicking the link that says listen to our podcast and it says support in parentheses. You click that link, it'll take you to it. <clears throat> get ready for Digi Battle Series 1. And then also let me know what you guys want to break later on this month. And that is all I have. 
I'll see you guys next week for episode 109. We also need to talk about stuff for 110 and beyond. I, I have some ideas, but we'll see what you guys want to do. All right, that's it. Thank you guys for watching. Peace.